Hello, my friends. I'm back. (laughs) It's been a few days since I've done the podcast. I just needed a bit of a break. And so I hope that inspires you to take a break when you need it, whether that is from people in your life, from work, from like certain obligations, whatever that happens to be. Taking a break means that we have the energy to keep going, right? So I know I could make a whole entire podcast episode about that topic, and I'm sure I probably will, but today I feel called to talk about something a little bit different. So let me just introduce the podcast. So hello, friends, and welcome back to the Secrets of a Witch podcast with me, Sabrina Scott, where I talk all about life, love, healing, happiness, what else? Witchcraft, magic, tarot, spirituality, and everything in between. And I know this is a witchy podcast, which is not exclusively about witchcraft, because honestly, I think that there is spirituality, there is wisdom to be found in pretty much fucking everything, to be honest with you. And it is through that lens of witchcraft and magic that I see literally everything around me and sometimes I think it's helpful to talk about that and sometimes it's helpful to like lean into I don't know like thinking about things like from a trauma healing perspective like psychologically etc like sometimes the answer is to do a magic about something and sometimes the answer is to like go to therapy and think thoughts and like read a book and journal And I think that it's important for us as witches to incorporate all of these different perspectives, all of these different tools, all these different ways of being and thinking and feeling into our toolkits. So whether this is the first episode of the podcast that you're listening to or the 50th and you've been here this whole time. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. If you do dig this vibe, do uh, please leave me a little fun review of five stars. And if you don't like it, don't review it. Just go. (laughs) The internet and podcast land is a big bad place. So uh, why spend time on something that you don't dig? So, you know, go go do your thing. But if you do dig what I am doing and saying, then thank you so much for being here and welcome again. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. So happy Wednesday. If you're listening to this on time as it is being released today is, I believe, an eclipse. I'm like 90% sure. So some crazy shit is happening this week astrologically. There's an eclipse on, I think, today. There is a new moon on Thursday. There is us moving into Taurus season, I believe, on Friday. It's just like a lot happening. (laughs) It's a lot happening. A lot is going on. Oh, yeah, and I think it's also Mercury retrograde. So, There's a lot of stuff going on in the stars. There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of change. There's a lot of ups and downs happening astrologically. I'm not an astrologer, so I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of that. But I did post on Monday. I've been doing these YouTube lives. 
every Monday for the past few weeks where I pull tarot cards for the week. So if you have not checked that out, this is just a little reminder to go do that whenever you get the chance. It's youtube.com slash Sabrina Scott. Click live or click the tarot vibe forecast playlist, whatever. I don't exactly know how YouTube works, but it's there somewhere. So check it out. There's a lot going on this week, uh, astrologically, but also just the tarot vibe is like two very different vibes. And it's kind of hard to summarize, so you're just going to want to check that out when you have the chance. And I end that session, as I always do, by grounding us with some oracle cards, especially two from two different self-care oracles. So the tarot is going to dish out the real talk, the bitch slap, and then the oracle cards are going to bring us down back to earth a little bit and give us a nice warm hug and teach us how to survive the week of craziness. And so I don't know how you guys week has been so far. Mine has definitely been interesting up and down and I'm sure it'll probably continue that way. So do check that out uh, if you do want to see the tarot vibe check for the weekend. It's a good time. And I just want to remind everyone that I've got Magic May coming up and it is rapidly approaching. Magic May is going to be a daily group challenge experience on Telegram where every day you're going to get a fun little note from me, some inspiration about magic, about witchcraft to help you connect more deeply to your spiritual practice because I know it can be so easy to just slip out of it and not feel inspired to engage, to not feel inspired to connect, right? And so I know that magic witchcraft can also be kind of isolating. And I just want to bring folks together into a shared space of connection and vibing and just incorporating spirituality into every day. And I want to really create a space where it doesn't have to be a three-hour ritual every single day right? It can be a little bit more accessible than that. I've also got Recession Era Witchcraft, a two-hour masterclass that I'm teaching at the end of the month, I believe on the 30th of April. And it's going to be fucking great. Everyone's kind of like struggling right now with all the inflation and like the tumultuousness. And so that masterclass is going to be all about survival survival witchcraft and moving from survival into thriving because witchcraft has always been about expansion, thriving, despite whatever the fuck is going on around us and especially thriving in a material way, right? So the info for both of those can be found on my website at sabrinamscott.com. For Magic May, you can go to slash Magic May. And for Recession Air Witchcraft, you can just go to sabrinamscott.com slash recession to find out more info about those things. And I also wanted to flag that my... Oh my god, my new big ass course, which I can't believe it's I'm gonna be launching this for you guys so soon, is happening on Friday. It's a bit of a pre-launch. So this is leading up to what will end up being a bit more of an extensive launch later on. 
But I just wanted to begin to tease this course into the world. It's going to be the most vulnerable thing I have ever taught, to be honest with you. And it's going to be feminine energy without bullshit. So if you've been listening to the podcast, I have been doing the occasional episode about feminine energy, masculine energy, polarity. What do these different energies look like when they are healthy? What do they look like when they are not healthy? Because I think that a lot of us need this wisdom right now. It has completely transformed my life, and I'll talk a lot about that in the pre-launch. And I know it's something I'm probably going to get a bit of flack for, but I just need to speak my truth because I've been doing this work intentionally on myself for the past six years, and it has really drastically changed my life. You know, it's been a really amazing journey, and I'm just really thankful for that, and I know I can't be the only one who has had a topsy-turvy journey with femininity, with gender, with feminine energy, with, you know, moving from non-binary to not being that way anymore and having a big long story about why that is and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to launch into it all now. But anyway, if you're curious about that, that is happening totally free. It's just like pre-launch and the course itself will cost money, obviously. But if you're curious about that, if you want to learn about that, that is happening on Zoom, I'm pretty sure, unless I change my mind, 5 p.m. Eastern time on this coming Friday, the 21st of April. Friday is a day that is associated with the divine feminine, that is associated with love, that is associated with goddesses and goddess energy. And so what better day to teach all that shit and talk about it than, than Friday, right? So hopefully I'll see you there. Hopefully, hopefully. And that is my little uh, speech about all the stuff I have going on. Oh yeah, one more thing before we launch into today's topic. I am looking for two more folks to be my introductory price people for feminine energy coaching. And so if any of the stuff I'm talking about resonates, do reach out. There's two more spots out of six. I want to do this at a just introductory price while I begin to start teaching about this and I begin to start coaching with this one-on-one. So I, I don't know. Like I just think it's good to <laughs> do an introductory price while I'm beginning to teach on this. So that's what's happening. So if that calls to you, send me an email, CEO at SabrinaMscott.com and I'll send you the little linky, linky link to uh, enroll in that. I think it's going to be really, really fun. So okay, friends, now on to the actual topic of this episode. And I tried to record this live last night on YouTube to show you guys how I record the podcast, but my computer kept having a meltdown. So clearly I was just meant to re-record this and do it in a bit of a different way with a different cadence with slightly more time to think about what I wanted to say. So here we are. And so my disclaimer, just first and foremost, is I'm going to be talking a little bit about Love is Blind, the reality TV show that you can see on Netflix. Uh, Even if you don't care about reality TV, I think this will still be relevant to you. Like, just trust me on this. If you're someone who hates spoilers uh, and you have not watched the reunion, if you aren't like up to speed on it, then maybe uh, give this second part a little bit of a listen later. But I am going to talk a little bit about this because I think there's some interesting stuff that we can observe, some stuff that we can learn from, and I just wanted to get into it. That's my disclaimer. My second disclaimer is 
obviously with reality shows, a lot is cut out on the cutting room floor, whatever the phrase is, table floor, wherever the editors do their thing. Production is a whole thing. Production is going to influence stuff. Editing is going to influence stuff. I don't actually know these people. I really don't. Uh, I don't particularly feel that invested in anybody. Like, I'm happy for people who are happy. That's it. Um, I'm not a therapist. I'm not accredited in any of that. This is all just my opinion uh, from what I've observed. So make of that what you will. Um, It just is what it is, right? So... Since it's pop culture, everyone's kind of talking about it. It's a cultural touchstone. I feel like it is worth spending just a few minutes here in today's episode to talk about some of the stuff I was observing. And it's stuff that I know is unpopular opinions about this show that I know is really unpopular. And just it's stuff that whenever I talk to folks who've watched the show, just they don't pick up on or don't don't agree or whatever. But I think it's important, so I'm just going like, to talk about it for a second. So here we go. <sighs> Love is Blind, the most recent season, season four. So I know that, uh, you know, there's some couples who are together, they're happy. I think it's interesting this has actually been the most successful season. There was four couples that were together, which I think is really beautiful. And if people are happy. I think that's amazing. And there was one couple that uh, split. And that couple was Marshall and Jackie. So first of all, I am hashtag team Jackie and Josh. I think they're so cute together. Um, Despite Josh looking like a total lunatic on the show. Um, Like he seems like a solid dude, like on social media. Uh, So make of that what you will. Like I've seen his statements. I've seen his friends talking about him and... It just seems like a good example of how it's really easy for certain reality situations to be produced and create situations where you get very drunk people in a room and then stuff kind of goes weird and can escalate and the drama can be very manufactured. And so that's something to keep in mind. But anyway, Josh and Jackie, I think, are super cute. I know a lot of people are hating on Jackie. And so that's part of what I wanted to talk about today, but I specifically wanted to talk about the relationship between Jackie and Marshall. So what I'm going to say is going to be controversial. And again, that's just my opinion. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a like, whatever. I don't actually know these people personally. So whatever. Uh, That being said, all of what I'm going to comment on, I don't really think can be blamed on a bad edit. Like I do think some couples did get a bad edit. Like I think Chelsea and Kwame got a bad edit. Like I think they're actually really happy, really cute. And I think their dynamic is actually probably very healthy and very good and very joyful. I just don't think they were edited very well. Um, And case in point with the editing, like Jackie broke up with Marshall before like before she even met with Josh and so that is not how they ordered it on the show and so that is just something to keep in mind is that these producers like they just have their own thing and so I know that because I'm the subject of a bunch of documentaries and I've been in magazines and all of this shit and I remember the first big documentary I was in it has more than a million views on YouTube. It's a little bit embarrassing to look at now because like I do not look like that anymore. I was really young. But I filmed that documentary for like 15 hours and I talked painstakingly in detail about philosophy, magic, environmentalism, like all these things I cared so much about. And the documentary literally just got cut into like my dick jokes and like 
my jokes about whatever just like me just being silly and so anyone watching that documentary probably thinks i'm some like crazy idiot like who just like is laughing about penis candles at the witchcraft store but that is like literally five minutes of you know a 12 hour 15 hour filming day where i talked about philosophy and none of the philosophy talk got into the documentary and so that was really devastating to me and it taught me a lot about how these things work and so i know a lot of people don't have that experience and so i'm just kind of trying to like educate on how this shit works and so you can't believe everything you see on tv you can't believe everything you see even in a documentary like obviously yes i did make those dick jokes like i did um I don't regret it. Like, that is also a part of my personality. But it's just not the whole story, right? And so I think we need to keep that in mind when we're dealing with anything like this. But anyway, that being said, my criticisms that I'm going to level actually are against Marshall. And so that might be shocking to you guys. I know a lot of folks hate Jackie. They're like, oh my god, she's so toxic. Blah. She's like crazy. All this stuff. But... And I think that's like very easy to say. And I think it's also can be a little bit sexist and whatever. Um, But I want to talk about Marshall because it's a hot take and it's very unpopular. And I think that if we pay attention to this take, I think we can learn a lot. And so that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this. And it launches into, I guess not launches into, but like it bounces off of some of the stuff I've talked about in some previous episodes about wounded masculinity unhealthy masculinity about how healthy masculine creates space for healthy feminine and also manipulation tactics right so like there's previous episodes about this on this podcast you can go listen to those if you haven't yet so i'm kind of just going to blend all of that into today's episode because i think if we examine marshall and his behavior on the show and marshall is a fan favorite like everyone loves him Like, all over the internet, like, I've looked at some forums, and everyone's, like, thinks he's, like, the best dude ever. Everyone wants to go date someone like Marshall. But I just want to tell everyone, like, hold the fuck up. Like, let's look at this for a second. Especially if you compare how Jackie is with Josh versus versus how she is with Marshall. And, like, you would have to see her Instagram, his Instagram, like, the kind of post-show stuff to really understand this. But... You can see that Jackie looks very chill with Josh. She looks very relaxed. She's like her energy is a feminine energy. She just seems fucking chill. She seems held. She seems good. And, you know, other than Josh being a bit bonkers on that party scene on Love is Blind, I'm sure you guys know which one I'm talking about if you've seen the show where he was super wasted. Apparently, what was going on with that was he was dropping like 15 pounds for some kind of like martial arts thing that he was doing and so the alcohol slapped him a lot harder than he thought it was going to but anyway apparently he is like number two in the world of like brazilian jiu-jitsu or like mma or like i don't know in something which is pretty impressive you'd be like very dedicated person to do that but anyway i digress and so when we can compare all of that with how Jackie is with Marshall and a lot of people have been like oh she's toxic she's aggressive she's crazy she's mouthing off but if we think back to my episode about how healthy masculinity creates space for healthy femininity and how feminine energy is protective and how if when we move from our feminine energy into our masculine energy with somebody often that is a sign that we are not in a safe place 
it's often a sign that we have to protect ourselves because the other person does not have our best interests at heart. And so we can see that around Marshall, Jackie doesn't feel comfortable to relax into her feminine energy. She is fully in her masculine energy with Marshall. And I think that is largely because of how Marshall behaves towards her. He is possessive. He is controlling. He is manipulative. And I'll explain how. So I'm sure a lot of you guys probably missed it. It's easy to miss. It's easy to miss if you don't know what to look for. Because I think a lot of people are like, oh, he made her breakfast. How nice. What a nice guy. And it's like, okay, yeah, like I love when people make me food too. But we have to look at the bigger picture. Just as I said in my manipulation red flags episode of this podcast, overgiving and love bombing and all of that, like it takes time to see if that's just someone genuinely giving or if that is a manipulation strategy. My personal opinion is that with Marshall, it was a manipulation strategy in order to make Jackie feel indebted, in order to make her feel inferior, in order to make her feel like, oh my god, wow, I, you know, whatever. So there's a lot to be said here. I'm trying to figure out what it, what exactly it is I want to talk about first, but there's a possession in the pods first and foremost. I'm not going to dive deep into that, but if you go rewatch it, you can see that Marshall was ready to like bitch slap Josh or whoever and like he was just really possessive he would not let Jackie make up her own mind about who she wanted to choose he basically strong-armed Josh out of the picture and like we might see that as oh like he fought for her that's empowered masculinity but it's actually not the way that he did it is actually quite toxic and quite manipulative and controlling in my humble opinion so that is one thing we also have the scene where he was pushing his jacket on Jackie when Josh showed up. So Marshall was using that as a way of being possessive, of seeing Jackie as an object that belongs to him. Even when she was saying, no, I don't want that jacket on me. He was pushing her. That is not healthy masculinity. That's controlling. And notice that she was kind of aggressive because he did not operate from a space of healthy masculinity to inspire her soft feminine energy, right? So it's like a dance of energies that we can notice. What else do I want to address here? So one of the things that a lot of people I think are misinterpreting was a scene where they're arguing, uh, Jackie and Marshall, where Jackie is basically saying she wants him to be a bit more aggressive, a bit more manly. And people are misinterpreting that to be like, oh, she wants to be abused. She wants to be slapped around, like, you know, outside of the bedroom. But what I see it as she just wants someone who is going to be assertive in a healthy way as opposed to an aggressive, manipulative, passive-aggressive way. After they had that discussion, which I think is fair, Marshall apparently left for three days, gave her the silent treatment completely disappeared that is not a behavior of a healthy person and I actually think that is in uh, if you guys know John Gottman 
him and his wife run probably the most long-term and most well-respected institute that studies healthy romantic relationships. And that basically Marshall's behavior, like they call it like the four horsemen of the apocalypse or something like that. I can't remember. And one of them, I believe like, oh God, don't misquote me on this, you guys. But I'm pretty sure one of those is like stonewalling basically. And that's what Marshall is doing. It's not a good thing. Marshall also calls Jackie a project, which shows that he only wants to love people that he can pity he wants and have contempt for he wants to be superior in that position of superiority and be with people who he thinks he's better than so he can fix them and keep them feeling insecure so that they beg to be with him and all this stuff and obviously again this is my disclaimer i don't know these people but this is what i'm observing based on what has been recorded on the show and it's my opinion that these particular behaviors that I'm describing, no amount of movie magic or editing would remove the weirdness and the fuckery from this behavior. Right. And the other thing that um, I've seen the receipts for online, and I'm apologizing now because I'm going to be saying a slur. Um, actually, I'm just going to spell it out. I'm not going to say it. So Marshall called Jackie a T-R-A-N-N-Y. And in my opinion, it doesn't make sense to date someone that is going to, first of all, like use that as an insult, someone's like gender history as an insult. Second of all, I don't think it's health. It's a sign of a healthy individual who is going to try to hurt someone in the heat of the moment in an argument but someone that you want to be with and cultivate a relationship with. So a lot of people are saying, well, you know, Brett and Marshall, they're like healthy guys on the show. But if you think about it, can you imagine Brett ever saying that to Tiffany in the heat of the moment? Can you imagine Brett leaving Tiffany for three days if she brought something up that she wanted him to do? Can you imagine that happening? Because I cannot imagine it. And a lot of people are saying like, Oh, well, it's just because Jackie was crazy that that brought that out of Marshall. I actually don't think that's true. I think it's the other way around. I think any craziness on Jackie's end, I believe, was inspired by and exacerbated by Marshall's likely manipulative behavior. That's my opinion, based on the reasons I've just given. And there's so many other things in the show that are, you know, I think we can notice think it was very petty he requested the ring back clearly that was a request meant to injure her i think it was great that she decided to stay strong in that he did not buy the ring netflix bought the ring it makes no sense for him to ask for it back it's a petty barb that he was throwing at her not cool not healthy and so again the reason i'm saying this because it's very sneaky right this stuff is very sneaky the manipulations are sneaky um it's all very sneaky right like and i think one thing that manipulative angry men are very good at doing is making their victim seem like the psycho one that make her seem unhinged and i think we can see that with the johnny depp and amber heard thing if you are team johnny depp like literally unfollow me right now <laughs> 
that's not my vibe. Um, I did an Instagram live about this back when it happened. I'm not going to get into it right now. But I think abusers and whether or not someone is, is an abuser, I'm not making any accusations against anyone on the show. I'm not making any accusations against Marshall. I'm just like observing what I've observed and I'm describing that with some of the language that I've learned and the things that I've learned to observe and give weight to. But we can say that Marshall's behavior is controlling. I would say he seems to have some kind of like very poorly suppressed anger. And, you know, when men are like that, when really anyone of any gender is like that, but the dynamic is overwhelmingly men against women with this kind of thing, they can be very good at making their female partners seem psycho. And my cat is chiming in to agree. And then that can really sway and manipulate public opinion because these people are often master manipulators. Does that actually describe these individuals I'm talking about? I have no idea. They are real people. They're not characters on a show. And so I make no claim to know like what their lives are actually like. But if I'm going to just go based on these behaviors I've observed, these things that have been said, it definitely does paint a picture that I believe that we can learn from as people who are trying to become more aware of the warning signs of bad behavior, people who are manipulative, controlling, and unhealthy, people who are behaving in a wounded way and who are not going to treat us the way that we should be treated. And I think we can see that. And I really think that this narrative around Marshall being an angel and like a nice guy, it really needs to change. So I just really don't think it's true. Um, you guys might be like, but Sabrina, you just recorded an episode about not being a hater. I don't hate anyone. Um, you know, whatever. It's, it's more about, this is a cultural touchstone moment where everyone's watching it. And so if I can use this moment to explain and I don't know, like illustrate some of the points I've been trying to make over some of the past few episodes of this podcast, then that's great because I do think this stuff can be really sneaky. It can sneak up on us and it often does for women, right? Like we think someone's nice. We think someone's, oh, they're making me breakfast. Great. Like whatever. Uh, And then it turns out to be a little bit more complicated than that and a little bit more confusing than that. A lot of women get swept up in it and just get confused and then they end up in a bad situation. And I just think it's really important. And there are these little warning signs that we can pay attention to. I'm rereading one of my favorite books about this type of stuff. It's called The Gift of Fear by Gavin DeBecker. It's fucking amazing. I think all women need to read this book. And in this book, it does talk about pre-incident indicators. It talks about warning signs. And it talks about the predictability of certain, like, sketchiness, you know, violence and creepiness and all of this. And so, you know, I think it's important to just be aware of some of these little, like, behavior is kind of weird and even if someone doesn't escalate to the level of abuse I think there's less healthy folks that we maybe don't want to be around right I think that's just important especially as women to protect our peace to honor ourselves and to not ignore the wolves that are in sheep's clothing 
And in my opinion, Marshall fits that description. Again, I'm not making any allegations against him. Um, I'm just kind of sharing my thoughts about some of the behaviors that I witnessed of his on the show. I do think Jackie has been painted with a very unfair brush. I think it just wasn't a fit, you know? And we see him trying to force her to have a conversation like after this big party when she had to work the next day and so there's this very like not taking no for an answer like privileging his vibes over hers right and I could say a lot more about this I've already talked a lot about it um but I do think it's it's something that's important to look at these these shows obviously with some media literacy in our back pocket with a critical eye and I know that a lot of people don't watch these shows with a critical eye because, you know, I was out with some people the other day and they're like, oh yeah, I love watching these reality shows because it makes me feel better about my life. Like at least my life isn't as crazy as these people. And I'm like, at least I'm not as crazy as that person. It's like, oh my God, that is so like the wrong attitude to have in my opinion. Like I really just think that's like a fucking weird thing to think. Um, so anyway, like my opinion about these shows is we can learn from them. We can learn about human behavior. We can learn about human psychology. We can learn some red flags. We can learn about compatibility. We can learn about incompatibility. We can think like, how would I behave in that situation? We can think like, am I making those mistakes? If I made those mistakes, what could I do differently? If like, what, you know, and like, we can ask ourselves all these questions. It can be an opportunity for self growth, self reflection, and learning, if we allow it to be. Right, because I think when we just decide to shit talk and be like, "Oh well," at least I'm not as crazy as that person on the show. At least I'm not as hinged as whoever. I think that's a missed opportunity. It really is, and I think there's also role models on the show of like, "Wow, that's couple goals." Like I think Brett and Tiffany are so perfect together. They're clearly like vibey as hell and just amazing, cool couple. Um, you know, no drama, super chill. At least that's what it was edited to be, and I believe that to be authentic, and so that's really lovely. And so we can learn from it, right? We can see this opportunities to learn from how these people are interacting with each other, right? Despite the fact that, yeah, there's going to be some editing, there's going to be a lot that is left out, and there's going to be so much that we'll never know, right? So these shows are only like 1% of everything all these people's interactions and all of us strangers in the audience are making these assumptions and reading into stuff based on what information we have but i do think we can read better and worse into what we see and then we can read more accurately and less accurately into what we see i think there's a surface level like you know interpretation that a lot of people maybe have about the two people that i'm talking about but i think there's also a bunch of giant red flags if we pay a little bit more attention and so when we see these things from you know masculine energy in a healthy way i would say that would be brett in the show i would say brett is in his empowered masculine energy in the show i believe that marshall is not in a healthy empowered masculine energy right? We can see that Tiffany is in her empowered, healthy, feminine energy. When Jackie was with Marshall, she was in an unhealthy, disempowered place. She was in her masculine energy because she had to be to protect herself emotionally 
from what she was going through with Marshall. Is kind of what I see. And yet she was able to relax into her feminine when she's with Josh, which we see on Instagram. And we also see in the video, the Zoom video that was presented in the reunion. Right? Which is very interesting. Very, very interesting to just observe. And I know this is not going to be a popular take, but I urge you to rewatch this show if you can be bothered with some of what I've had to say in mind and just notice people's energy. And I could say a lot more about different, um, different of the people on the show, feminine energy, masculine energy, healthy, not healthy for sure. But I've already talked for long enough. So I want to leave that with you guys for now and just leave that with you as an opportunity for further reflection. Again, I'm not saying this to demonize anyone or to throw anyone under the bus, more just to say, this is an opportunity for growth and learning and observation. And I think rather than just seeing these as like popcorn, bubblegum, bullshit shows that we just watch to feel better and superior, I don't think that's really the way to do it. I think we can always learn something from from whatever it is that we're consuming. And if we're not learning something, then like, I don't know. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right, friends, I'm going to leave that with you for now. I hope that provoked some thought, whether you agree or disagree. I hope you take some of what I've said on side and reflect on it and see if you can observe some of what I've observed. You know, if you can see some of what I'm talking about here. I know some of you guys don't care about this show or you don't care about, you know, whatever. And like, that's totally cool. I know not everyone's going to. But I think when we watch this show, it's such an interesting series of lessons about energy Feminine energy, masculine energy, healthy energy, unhealthy energy. You know, we can see all of this. And I think it's especially interesting to try to observe that stuff before they even officially meet, right? Like back when they're in the pods, not seeing each other and just seeing how that, how does that energy move? How do they pick up on it? It's very interesting. Would you guys do the experiment? I feel like I would. I feel like it'd be fun. I feel like it'd be a trip. So if they ever cast in Toronto, I'm going to apply. <laughs> I feel like it'd be a laugh. It'd be an adventure and a crazy ride. And, you know, that'd be interesting. So, all right, friends, that is the episode for today. I know it will not be up some of y'all alley, but if you listen to this whole thing, God bless you. You're fucking cool. Because I do think it's okay to be interested in a variety of things. You know, I can be reading fancy psychology books and whatever and I can also enjoy this like very interesting thought-provoking show I think we can learn a lot from if we just slow down to notice the energies that are moving around right pretty interesting as always you can say hello to me on instagram sabrina m scott my youtube is youtube.com slash sabrina scott my website is sabrinamscott.com of course I launched some cute hoodies and hats and apparel cute clothing back in February. You can check that out at shopsabrinamscott.com. It snowed here yesterday. So it's weird. It was like the hottest day on record in April here a few days ago, and then it snowed. So God knows what's going on. Climate change, I guess. So you're still going to need those hoodies, those cozy sweaters that I've got on my website. So do check it out. And if you do get something, send photos, send photos. I want to see you guys wearing your cool outfits. 
All right, friends, that's it. It's been a ridiculously long episode. I'm going to shut up now. Hopefully, I will see you on Friday at my pre-launch for Feminine Energy Without Bullshit. If you want to be in touch in the meantime, ask me any questions, say hi. You can do so at CEO at SabrinaMScott.com, and I'll see you in the next time. Bye!